0: One time yeah. Yeah. yo all i need is one, mic, one welcome one to
1: stage, the time is now one i one am face your face host face michael face stafford face it is one one tuesday one may on the 24th man oh man these playoffs are running wild and, wild, and are running wild and running rampant is it the dubs dynasty, one one dynasty reignited baby. This NFL season schedule may be the best in recent history, but first, with a heat bounce back or. Up and mm, we're gonna have some roll Celtics wearing the ring again. You don't wanna I see that. Know, oh, oh no, oh no. We have a great show this week. So sit back, relax, and I'll see you on the other side. Between the spots that I'm
2: hiding in, blacking out, back, getting hit. This is my hood, I'm a rat to the death of it to everybody. Come on, little, just grown, rats. Don't abortion your boom We need more war for you soon. Sit from the star, sun, and the moon. And it's like Police chases, street sweepers and coppers Kids with no conscience, leaving victims From doctors, if you really think you're ready To die, without, this is what Nas is about, the time is Yo, now I one, mic. One, mic. one mic
0: All I need is one mic
1: Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Man. Some people are entertained by blowout victories. As you watch these finals in the Easter Conference Finals, every victory by the, by the Celtics it is just like staggering. They win game one, then win game three. Now they're winning game. Wait, no. I forgot what games they won, <laughs> but they've they, they won. this 2-2, so they won game two, now won game four. So they've been staggering victories, correct? And every game they've won, they've won by 20-plus points. Like, it's crazy. They won by 25 game two. Now they're winning by 20 in game four. And it actually wasn't even that close. They were blowing them out by 30. They, they put through in the red the white flag around eight-minute mark, nine-minute mark in the fourth quarter. No Jimmy Butler, but um, no Marcus Smart for the uh, – Celtics now I know it's not the same offensive output actually no I'm sorry Jimmy Butler did play just couldn't tell (laughs) anyways (laughs) so no Marcus Smart for the Celtics and he still pulled out the vigor I I think every game Marcus Smart has missed in these playoffs the Celtics have won maybe just keep him out that could be the winning formula who knows Um, many people blame Marcus Smart for blowing game five uh, versus uh, the Bucks last series but this series has been pretty pretty damn good going back and forth i think it's good because of the fact that um you see a lot of competitive ball by the heat the way they play that bully ball is something special and i feel like tatum still hasn't stepped up to the physicality that they're giving him even though he's bulked up it's like it's not enough they got to do better switch patterns on that getting pj tucker off of him he can go off um, he has to stop selling for jump shots and um stop bringing the ball so low when he drives to the paint. I think when he fixed those things and do more Euro steps, when he does a Euro step, they have no defense for it. Uh, Jason Tatum right now just beasting out on him. Like I said before, I don't feel like the Heat are going to win another game in this series. I say by game I always say by game 3 or 4 everyone's completely figured each other out they know each other's moves counter moves and the counter moves after that at this point it's whoever the better team will win and i've said from the beginning the Celtics are the better team they're more battle tested um, not that you don't have champions on that heat squad they have PJ Tucker they have um <clears throat> Udonis has him, but he's on the bench and you also have the coach Spo, who's also a uh, champion as well but then you also have um who did pick up Kyle Lowry you know, so these are all champions. It's a veteran squad with some young players like Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, and others. Bam, out of the bayou. All these great players. Um, but I feel like it's just not enough. They don't have enough offensive firepower. Their half-court set just is not as good as Boston. Boston can match up defensively. As you can see, they keep them to 82 points. I think the highest-scored game that he'd have had in his Eastern Conference Finals was game three when they put up 109. They're not scoring a high... Oh, no, I'm sorry. They put up 118 in game one my apologies, but the Celtics have put up 100 plus every game. In this game, the Heat only put up 82, and you're going to kind of see it wind down as the players, as the injuries start to mount up. Even though Robert Williams is hobbled, if he gives you 20 good minutes, you're good. Because Al Horford is beasting. <clears throat> putting up double-doubles. <clears throat> Excuse me. As, as long as Al Horford gives you a double-double, you're going to win. I feel like every game he's done that, except for one um, that they lost, I believe that was against the Bucks. This guy's been beasting every game. I believe in this series, in all 16 quarters, um, the Heat have won only three of them. Now, two of those in the previous games were blowout quarters. And I do get it. Like, you only need to win one quarter, the- theoretically, um, to win a game. It depends how much you win it by. But it goes to show who's consistently playing well. And that which means Miami's not hasn't really been able to, uh, for 48 minutes, thwart the offense from the Celtics. And I believe that's the difference and and now like i i will find it very hard to believe that the heat will win this series that right now they will have to win what is it's the best out of three series now they have to win two before the other team wins two and three in within three games i can't see the heat doing that they have not put put together enough 48 minutes in any game to be able to do that and i feel like udoka's got it all figured out and i just feel like the celtics not only We're going to win this series. We're winning the championship. They, I feel like they're the only team that could beat or slow down even the Golden State Warriors. We saw what Memphis did to them. Boston is a much better defensive team than the Memphis Grizzlies. The problem is Dallas is a decent defensive team, but they're not as good as Memphis was. The perimeter wise, their perimeter defense was top tier. They're like top six or something like that. The Celtics are number one. (laughs) So now you have a that Celtics who are number one defensively versus their offensive output, which can stay there with Golden State. And I feel like they have the size and physicality. Long as Marcus Smart comes into the final strong, he can stop whoever your primary guy is. He won't have to, and that's the thing, with all that back cutting and everything like that, they have the lateral movement to stick with him. Al Horford is savvy enough down in the paint, he'll be able to box out Looney. Um, Robert Williams is a beast. You, you good luck with all those, you know, cause the, 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 the Warriors make you believe that they actually are good, just gonna keep shooting threes on you. That's not the case. They use that as a way to space the floor. They always attack the basket, especially Draymond and everyone else. And then by doing so, Looney gets a lot of footbacks, but against Horford and Robert Williams, it will not be the case. I feel like the Celtics will win out the rest of the series. I feel like it's going to go in six like I predicted in the beginning since the end of the Buck series. And then they will win the finals by setting game seven. Um, I believe game seven will be in Boston as well. So, um, I believe, so I got to double check that by their records. I have to look at that again. But I believe Boston Celtics have a better record than the um, than the um, Golden State Warriors. And if that's the case, I feel like they're going to finish it off there. Golden State should finish off the series with a full sweep uh, tonight on TNT. Look forward to that game tonight. That should be a sweep. Get your Walees Walees out for that sweep tonight. And they'll be just waiting the outcome, getting plenty of rest and waiting for the Boston Celtics and the Heat to finish out, which I believe um, I can look at the schedules. Give me a second. Um, game six for the um, Celtics. Wait, I'm way out of the way. Game six for the uh, Celtics and Heat is Friday. This Friday, May 27th. I feel like that's the game they're going to win at home. They're going to win out. So this Friday, their series should be over. And um the final start June 2nd on Sunday, like they said it would. Uh, so June 2nd, the series will begin. I'm sorry, that's not Sunday. That'll be um Tuesday. Next Tuesday, the, the the finals will start. So each team will have ample rest. No basketball for the weekend. I feel like the Heat, I'm sorry, the Celtics will finish off this series this Friday at 5:30 um on 5:30 Pacific time on uh ESPN. All right. <clears throat> So that was all fun and good. This, this, this series, I believe, is over. We'll have the uh, Golden State Warrior versus the uh, Boston Celtics. The Celtics will should win in seven. That's my prediction. Go ahead and take that to the bank. In regards to these Warriors, even if they don't win it, how's their future looking? Steph is probably the most unselfish besides Magic Johnson, at least in this era, especially with the way basketball is being played today with all the movement like the LeBrons of the world uh, going to greener pastures. Everybody's trying to move and leave. Steph stayed strong. He could have left. He took less money early on. That's how they were able to acquire KD. And look at KD now. We'll get into him in a little bit as we cover the Nets. Right now we're talking about the Warriors. And do they still have a dynasty right now? Has their dynasty window reopened. Because those players aren't that old. They're in their early 30s. Still in their prime. With Which is Steph, Clay, and Draymond. They're all within their prime still. Now, Iguodala's virtually done. But now you have Andrew Wiggins. Who was a number one pick in the draft. He actually is the highest draft pick player on the team. On the entire roster. Steph was picked, I believe, later on. I forgot if he was picked 7th or ninth I can't remember. And Clay was um, later as well. And Draymond, we all know, was in the uh, second round. <clears throat> So you have all these players who were selected properly, put together very well. And we'll talk about why that's so important in a little bit when we get later on in the program. But it's all about the way they built these players together. And this is how you do a dynasty. you got to have a lot of good young pieces and then some veterans you sprinkle in there. And then the right coaching, you put it all together in a gumbo, in a pot. Do they still have another good three- to five-year run in them? Even as the other teams are ascending, like the Memphis Grizzlies, like the New Orleans Pelicans. Right? Clippers aren't still, aren't dead yet because we got to see how Kawhi returns next year. Tyron Lue's probably one of the top three coaches in the league. But the Golden State Warriors are where they're playing right now. They're unselfish. All the backcuts and all the movements them very hard to defend. Steph Curry shooting lights out. And that's the thing. Shooters going to shoot for a long time. Look at Ray Allen and Reggie Miller. They played very long. And effective careers. <clears throat> and Steph Curry keeps his body in shape. And I always felt like they weren't going to win it this year because Clay was not going to be Clay. He may never be who he was again, but I believe he'll be even a better version of himself or closer to the old clay next season. He, it, it's going to usually take about a season or half a season to get your body just used to playing ball again, those legs moving. So he has very inconsistent games in these postseasons. But Andrew Wiggins is key. Everybody thought he was just another chip. Now they did flip D which I knew they were going to do. But the fact they found a way to keep Wiggins in there, who's like a better Harrison Barnes, not as tall, but better defensively and just as lethal offensively, if not more so. He can get his own shot, which Harrison Barnes had a hard time doing in this offense back in 2015. Now, is it better than having KD? No, but now you actually have more depth as those other guys on the bench that were there before in 2017 and 18 are no longer there. You don't have those vets coming off the bench anymore. So you got to have these guys. And now you still have uh, Gary Payton, the second, who should be back for these finals. Moschino Anderson. You have all these different pieces. So going forward, even if they don't win this year, they still have a dynasty window. Yes, um, Boston's not going anywhere. We might have a new rivalry between Boston and Golden State moving forward. The Bucs aren't going anywhere. The league is looking really good. They're priming themselves for an expansion. We'll talk about that another show, maybe next season. But I talked about it before. Having a team in Vegas is one. And I have another one in Seattle. Then moving a team from the West to the East. Would it be the Pelicans, which I think it should be the Pelicans, either the Pelicans or the Memphis Grizzlies should move out East. Or, well, yeah, or the Minnesota Timberwolves because they play so close to where Detroit and Chicago. They, they're, they're very close to that area. They're, they're not too far from Indiana for traveling purposes. You have Indiana, Detroit, Chicago, all right there. The Bucs, Milwaukee's not far from where Minnesota is. So Minnesota might be the team that moves east. <clears throat> that should be good for that franchise as well. So anyways, and then you finally have, then you then you enter in two more divisions. Because right now I believe there's only, what, three? There's six divisions in the league. They're going to probably expand it to eight to have it all evened out. So each division will have four teams. I can't wait. I can't wait. I should join the front office as an intern or something to help them with these uh, planning but the where the warrior's gonna go, there'll be a dynasty going forward. Um, Steph taking less money to make that work. And they still have Wiseman coming back. Don't forget about Wiseman. As you see, Looney's aging. You can have Looney coming off the bench. Or I would say have Wiseman come off the bench and beasting. So you can at least get his numbers, get double doubles. <sighs> Moving forward as Steph gets older and Klay gets older and their legs are not there, just play you just, you, you run your office through Wiseman. He can kick it out. I'm telling you, man. And Wiseman can shoot the three. It, 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 the Warriors gonna be here for the next five years easily, and with that being said, when we talked about KD could have been a part of that. Imagine if KD was still with Golden State. No one, I would even say the Boston has a chance to win. They wouldn't have a chance to win. KD, you see, KD's still beasting. They everyone was talk about he was just one toenail away for winning a championship last year with with a hobbled team, right? With a Harden with 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 one hamstring. I don't believe so, but everyone else thinks so, and he still is that. He's still pretty damn good. Top three scorer. Imagine if he's with, in that system. He plays better defense when he's in that system. No no ISO ball. Imagine KD back when he was with, with Go to State for those few years, back in 17, 18, and 19. <clears throat> How dominant they were. And his dumb butt is going to be known for leaving that team. I don't feel like the Celtics – I'm sorry, the Nets – still have a chance next year as well, as long as they see how Ben Simmons comes back. And if they trade or don't trade Kyrie, even if they trade Kyrie for good pieces, Ben Simmons with KD is lethal. Once they show up their defense, because now also with Ben Simmons, your perimeter defense is stronger, considerably stronger. He's a top two wing defender in the league when healthy. So the Nets could be very serious moving forward. And that's why I believe the Nets, well, we'll see soon, depending how he recovers from that back surgery. But if, so let's, let's just say he's 90% of himself next season, Ben Simmons. I guarantee you, I strongly believe that the Nets won that trade. People they, people have this recency bias. Because Ben Simmons didn't play, no one projected the Nets to win it all this year anyway after Kyrie was gone for literally the entire season. You can't just throw a team together and then they still were lacking defensively, even though they got Drummond and whatnot. I said... Just wait. If they can get Steve Nash an adequate assistant coach or just fire them all together and get a healthy Ben Simmons back, regardless of what happens with Kyrie, Lord have mercy. The Nets will be a top two, top three team next season. I I don't feel like Miami will be up there because next season everything shifts back to the original format. Everyone was still, the last two seasons, still recovering from COVID. The season had to start around Christmas a season ago. Y'all forget, last season, the season, everything had to start late. And that's why we had all these injuries and stuff like that. Everybody, And then they had all the a lot of back-to-back games you had. Sometimes you're playing five games in a week. That never happens. Usually there are no more than four, three to four games a week. They had some teams that played five games in a week. You had a lot of injuries happen. That's why this season people were coming off of injury. Last season and this season there was a ton of injuries. Now next season they get right back to normalcy. To have a full summer I'm telling you, a lot of these teams will be back healthy this may be the most competitive season in recent nba history with so much parity and no no power no mega teams the sixers i don't know what they're going to do a harden or doc rivers at this point the lakers seem like they're waiting for doc rivers to become available to make it all work <clears throat> to see if they want to hire him which i think is stupid i think that's a bad move at all speaking of my lakers what should the lakers do next who should they hire what coach should they get? <clears throat> should they get Doc Rivers? No. Nope. Mm. mm What about uh, Terry Stotts? No. Nope. I don't think so either. Darren Ham, maybe? Huh? Right? Yeah. I say Darren Ham. Why not get Darren Ham a shot? He's an ex-Laker assistant coach, and he owns respect in the locker room. I think the biggest thing last year is that Vogel lost uh respect or his voice wasn't strong enough no no lionel hollins or jason kidd to back whatever his game plan was or so no no assistant coaches to to counter what he was trying to put out there there was he had a bunch of yes men, and he he didn't get respect for the front office because of the fact they were telling him what to do with the rampages of the world they were also um uh, uh not giving him the extension so he didn't have the cachet to let or russell, russell westbrook what to know to say hey bro you coming off the bench It was just just a lot of things in disarray. Then, of course, he didn't have the right pieces for his puzzle. So um, I think Darwin Hamill may be that guy. But then my thing is this. Who kept blowing up the team every year? Who kept blowing up the team and messing it up, making it even harder? That's the front office. That's Palinka. Should Palinka, if the Lakers are not successful next year, should Palinka ship off as well? What do you do to elevate the roster? You only have so many players on the roster assigned for going into next season. Do you trade Russ? Do you trade A.D.? Do you trade LeBron James?
2: Ooh-wee.
1: I don't know about that one. Trading LeBron James doesn't seem smart. I think you got to do with LeBron James like you did with Kobe. Just keep paying him out. As long as he wants to be there, you have him there. And then you keep warm, once again showing the league how you treat your Hall of Famers. When it comes to A.D., I don't know. When it comes to AD, they did trade off Powell. And to me, Powell for the Lakers was greater than AD. And they traded off Powell and Lamar Odom. I, I, now, they were trying to acquire Chris Paul. And But, you know, if they have a chance to get a player like that, why not? I mean, if you could keep AD and still try to find a way to parlay Russell Westbrook and get a player like a Damian Lillard, I'm all for it. But I hear a lot of people talking about getting Brogdon and Miles Turner and all these other pieces and Buddy Hills and trying to flip that. I'm like, man, Brogdon's never on the court. Buddy Hills is an overpaid role player. And Miles Turner wants to be the face of a franchise. He wants to be a number two option. It's not going to happen, dude. So we'll see what happens to the Lakers. It's going to be very tough to see uh, what happens there. When it comes to the Lakers ex-coach Vogel, where would he land? I think he's going to take a season off. I feel like he's going to be uh, the replacement for Silas. Unfortunately, Silas, you're out of there. I think Vogel would do that because they're a lot of young players, but they do not play defense, and that's where Vogel's specialty is. Those players can play defense, they just don't. They're not being coached up to do it. And the fact that Vogel would come in there with the cachet saying, hey, I'm a champion. I am a champion head coach. Just like Doc Rivers got one, like Budenhorst got one. Go ahead and sign me up in here and get me squared away. I think I can see that happening. Maybe even go back to the Pacers, because we can see right now that Carlisle just isn't that guy. He, he doesn't have it anymore. He just does just, just not connect. Players, yes, he has a ring, but that was back in 2011. Players are like, dude, I was in elementary school back then, I don't even remember that. Oh, you the one who got who beat LeBron? Okay, yeah, okay, that was you. A lot of people may say that was Jason Kidd who's actually who replaced him, who was on his who was the the starting point guard of that team, who really ran that team. There was really no offense, and now you can see that Jason Kidd replaced him, and Dallas has him in the Western Conference final his first season. Mm. With less talent than Carlisle had Yeah, had Forzing. Mm. we am gonna make it work. Just saying. Just saying. So I can see Vogel probably going back to the Indiana Pacers. You never know. But it's so many different things gonna happen. Uh, I think the final thing is is like, uh, what's Danny gonna do? I did mention Dame. What is he gonna do? Is he gonna be a part of a rebuilding situation? Will they find a way? Will he finally say, I'm ready to get out of here? I-, I did my best. If y'all like Russ said and 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 uh Washington, if y'all can get away to find a way to get me to LA, I'll be open to that. If not, I'll be happy to come back. If Dame can say something like that, that'll be phenomenal. That'll be groundbreaking news. It'll be like last summer all over again. Will y'all laugh at us if we start filling up the roster with a bunch of Carmellos again, a bunch of DeAndre Jordans again? If that's the case, I get it. But if we can go ahead and get some young talent, some Damian Jones type of players up in here, hey, get Stanley Johnson back, Monk back. <clears throat> Might have to keep THT. We don't know, but um, hey, that's the NBA in a nutshell right there. When we we're gonna take a short break. When we come back, we're gonna get into some NFL talk and also some MLB talk and some WNBA talk. Don't get mad at it, man. I love my WNBA. Okay, <laughs> yeah, we'll be in it brief. You've been listening to the time is now. <laughs> Are you tired of spending your entire weekend at dealerships only to feel as if you got a raw deal? No! Don't you hate all the back and forth and haggling for countless hours? Imagine this. While you're at work or having dinner or just enjoying life, the people at Pure Diamond Auto are working a great deal on your behalf. With Pure Diamond Auto, they have a team of former sales and finance managers who know all the tricks of the trade. Call five six two pda 7888 today for a free consultation that's five six two seven three two seven eight eight eight. what can i say i love pda so let's... All right, you already know what time it is. It's my favorite part of the show. It's a happy birthday, so let's go. G. Easy, G. Easy turns thirty-three this week, and Andre three thousand turns forty-seven. T-Mac turns forty-three this week, and Bob Dylan turns eighty-one. Joe Dumars, NBA legend Joe Dumars, turns fifty-nine this week, and Patti LaBelle turns seventy-eight. Mel B, Mel B turns forty-seven this week, and Priscilla Presley turns seventy-seven. And from the series, uh, Winning Time, Jerry Buss, And also from uh, Talladega Nights, Shake and Bake, baby. John C. Roddy turns 57 this week. And Remy Ma turns 42. NBA great Glenn Rice turns 55 this week. And, of course, Jerry Rice himself. I'm sorry, Jerry West himself turns 84. Tommy Chong from Teacher Chong turns 84 this week. And Carmelo Anthony turns 38. Harrison Barnes turns thirty. And Natalie, Natalie from the WWE turns 40. Roman Reigns, the head of the table, turns 37 this week. And Austin Powers, yeah, buddy. Mike Mowers. Mike Myers turns 59. And Winona Judd turns 58 this week. And Lauren Hill turns 47. From Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, Rashida turns 46 this week. And Hornswoggle from the WWE turns 36. Seth freaking Rollins turns 36 this week. And from Ma and the help and from Hidden Figures, Octavia Spencer turns 52. CeeLo Green turns 47 this week. And Michael Orr turns 36. Alberto Del Rio turns 45 this week, and Jake the Snake Roberts turns 67. Nia Jax, Nia Jax, and the WWE, turns 38 this week, and Scott Disick turns 39. Laverne Cox turns 50 this week, and Gladys Knights, no pips, just Gladys Knights. She turns 78. Rudy G. Uh, uh, Rudy G. Turned 78 this week. The ex-governor. Latoya Jackson turned 66. Eribe Jackson turned 72. And finally, finally, Lenny Kravitz turned 58. And that's Rudy Giuliani. I still forgot. I still can't pronounce this guy's name. Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani. He turned 78. Rudy Giuliani. Everybody's favorite person from Mass. Singer. We have some honorable mentions. Sally Ride. The astronaut. Sally Ride tragically died in that... Uh, Astronaut, back in 2012, would have been 71 this week. The famous actor, John Wayne. John Wayne passed away in 1979, would have been 115 this week. Christopher Lee, the actor from um, Lord of the Rings. Sauron, Christopher Lee, passed away 2015, would have been 99 this week. Lisa Left Eye Lopez from TLC passed away in that tragic accident. In 2002, would have been 50 this week. Miles Davis, Miles Davis, the uh, blues trumpet player, blues musician, passed away 1991. Would have been 96 this week. And JFK, JFK, who was fatally killed in Texas back in 1963, would have been 105 this week. Well, that's all the birthdays we have this week, guys. Now back to our show. Welcome back, welcome back. Um, of mm-hmm. course. The NFL season starting to ramp up. Even the schedules have been released um, this offseason. What will be you know it's NFL time or time starting to ramp up a little bit when you get something from Scooter McGruger. Scooter McGruger is hilarious online. You guys gotta give him a follow. Um, you know he's an avid, avid, avid uh cowboys fan, cowgirls fans, I like to call him. Uh good, 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 good guy, good guy. But um, you gotta listen to this. This is how you know it's football time.
2: Maybe. How did this happen? How did Jermaine Johnson follow us? If we don't take this man, I'm slapping someone. If we select Tyler Smith... I swear! This man came out of nowhere! On no my draft. Who is this dude? Of course we take him. Of course. Jermaine Johnson was right there! This dude had the most penalties in college football last year! Now, why didn't we trade back, man? I hate this pick! There are so many better players than this man! Why are the Eagles making good picks now? This could be just like the Micah pick. We don't know. I mean, he, he can come in and play guard day one. So there's that. He does kinda look like Amari Cooper in the pictures. He kinda does. Now we need to bring back gentlemen. All we gotta do is coach him. Then he can replace Tyler Smith. I like the figure. What does Mel Kuyper know? Mel Kuyper doesn't know anything. Evan Neal and Kayvon Timidal? i uh, bring back Kettleman. The kid gets drafted and all of us are just hating guys. I'm going to give him a chance. Ours reserve just. This man is the next Connor Williams. Eagles just traded for A.J. Brown? Why didn't we do that? He probably would just let him go for a fifth round pick anyway. He's Sam Williams. This man would have gone in the first round if it wasn't for off the field incidents. Why wouldn't the Eagles just draft a wide receiver? Now they got to pay A.J. Brown. They're not smart. Oh, he wants to go by D. Williams. Okay, D. Let's go, D. I love the Jalen Tober pick. Everyone seems to love this guy online. Why didn't we trade? Yeah, for N'Kobe Dean. We have all these cop picks for what reason? Now this man's going to the Eagles. Michael Gallup's not gonna be ready. I like the Tolbert pick. Who is Jake Ferguson? Jake Ferguson good. They're saying he's like a Dalton Schultz who can block. I'll take that. Who is Matt Molecko? Marcus Mosher lights him. I like is Jake Ferguson good. Oh, we got Jaron Bland. You can never have enough quarterback. Really like the Clark pick. He can recover, and he'll be right next to Micah. Ooh! John Bridgeway is gonna plug up the middle. Arkansas boy. You know Jerry Jones has only drafted two Arkansas boys. it was like thirty. Yeah, just be like Jones this dude. You've been mad if we took Malik Willis in the fourth. I'm just saying, no, I was just wondering. wondering. We need a backup. What do we know about Devin Harper? What Undrafted players, did we get? Does anyone know anything about Devin Hart? We got a dude named Big Cat from UCF. Is his real name Big Cat? What you think of the draft? My only thing is we could have traded. Man, we could have got the same players and traded back. That's all I'm saying. Ooh, we got Marquise Bell out of FAMU. Let's go. Okay, yeah, you got Javon Dotson. Who's throwing the ball to him though? Bro, you said the same thing about Micah Parsons, bro. Relax, bro. We're gonna be fine. I promise. Giants still have Daniel Jones. The Eagles still have Jalen Hurts. And the Commanders still have Carson Wentz. How do you hate our draft? No one's even played yet. This is why people hate Cowboys here. Because of you. I promise we're gonna be fine. Now we can sign players. We got a running back from Harvard? Why didn't we draft the kicker? We still win the NFC East. You won't even know about this draft in a couple of years. So to everyone needs to relax, you just gotta wait. Okay? Let's just give it a beat, give it some time. Everyone just needs to breathe, okay? Relax. Cameron Dicker was right there, bro. I mean, at the end of the day, though, we really have no idea about the draft. No even played yet, bro? Give it at least a game or two. This guy could be the next Pirates, man. We don't know. We don't know. End of the day, we still got Dak Prescott. Can't wait till this season. I've seen this getting to me now, and we all just guess. Hopefully, we guess right. about the Cowboys? I'm a grown man.
1: I'm a grown man. <laughs> I love that dude, man. But he's very passionate about his Cowboys. Uh, yo. Like as you can hear his his grief, he's sitting there like, man, we have a horrible draft, man. We all know that the Eagles, the Eagles won that draft for that division, anyways, in the um, NFC East, as I like to call it. My boy AC, from AC Sports Live, will disagree with me on that. That is his team, so I won't talk trash because he does not talk trash about my Raiders. But um, it's funny because the in the NFL, in the NFC East. No team has repeated to win that division in, what, a decade or something like that? Uh, don't quote me. Look it up, people. Not a, I'm not a statistician. Just a fan, just like you. I'm a man of the people. <laughs> but look it up. Um, so the thing is that the NFL went crazy on the schedule. The schedule is looking phenomenal. It's, it's, they just, they outdone themselves for the, like, this whole 18-game schedule, 18-week schedule, I'm sorry. Listen opening night which is September the 8th on NBC Thursday night the first week of the NFL is epic like this is the season to have league pass at least for game week for week one week one if you don't have league pass you're missing out because this is this is the this is the onslaught that you have I'm not gonna go through each game I'm gonna go through all the marquee ones Thursday night you got the bills versus the Rams the bills versus the Rams That's going to be a phenomenal one. Phenomenal. And then you have the Niners versus the Bears. The Bears. It's going to be another great game. Slobber knocker. We don't even know what's happening with Jimmy G. He might get traded. Maybe time for Trey Lance to show up and show out. The Steelers versus the Bengals. That's another good matchup. All right. Colts versus Texas. We got to see what happens there. That might be decent. We don't know. But the Patriots versus Dolphins. I, I love these matchups right now. Um, the Giants versus Titans could be another good one we got Chiefs versus Cardinals week one is lit litty litty and then of course we got my Raiders versus the Chargers gonna be NLA people NLA I'm loving it loving that Packers versus Vikings that's gonna be on Fox that's Sunday night football I believe and then um no I'm sorry that's that's late game on Sunday and then you have the Sunday night football game will be the Buccaneers versus the Cowboys week one week one. And then Monday night football, you have uh, Russell Wilson returning home, Denver and back in Seattle for week one. Hopefully they can be classy since he won them a Super Bowl and took them the to two and they can celebrate him that night opening night. I think that'll be phenomenal. if They did that for Russell Wilson and his fine wife, Sierra. <clears throat> hey, Sierra, what's up? So that's week one in the nfl and um like i said in my predictions the cowboys have the easiest schedule just projecting off of what the team's last season's win percentages were the cowboys have the easiest my rating <laughs> has probably the hardest schedule i have seen people let me run it down so you think I'm, I'm gonna go through each week y'all gonna sit here and go through this with me week one the Chargers. the Chargers got better after all the signings they've done. You listen to the past the ones, you know what I said. The Chargers got all these defensive help coming their way. The Chargers probably be the best team in the NFC and the AFC West. They're going to be fighting it out between the Kansas City Chiefs, who are always going to be good, and then also with the Broncos. I feel like the Broncos are going to be the best team in, in the AFC West. And if they win the AFC West, like I projected them to be, I feel like they're going to win the Super Bowl. But we're jumping ahead of ourselves. Raiders, week one, going against the Chargers. Week two, going against the Arizona Cardinals. Week three against the Tennessee Titans. Mind you, the Cardinals were the second best team in the NFC West, which was the hardest division in football last season. All right. And they just edged up the Chargers. so They're probably looking for a revenge game right there. Then you had the Tennessee Titans, who were the best team in the, in the AFC South last season. And then you got to go ahead. You got the Denver Broncos, who I have projected to win the entire thing next season. That's week four. Week five, you go against the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, like, what are we doing? Like, like the first five weeks is murderous row. We can start the season 0 oh, and 5, people can be pretty much done. No team has won the Super Bowl starting the season 0-5. Oh, then we have a then we have a bye week. Thank God. You're gonna need a bye week after that first five. The first month of the season, we're looking at murderous row. If we could come out of there three and two, we'll have a strong season. Then week seven, we have the Houston Texans and getting a little bit of a week off because they're not gonna be too strong. The New Orleans Saints are projected to probably win the NFC South over the Buccaneers. They are a, a every team I read off in the first five weeks are considered to be playoff teams, right? Every single one, first five weeks, playoff team, at least from last season. And then you have the Houston Texans. We have after our bye week, probably win, and get our first win. Then you have the Saints, week eight, week nine. Okay, you have a week off with the guests of Jacksonville Jaguars. But then right after that, week ten, the Colts. At least we have them at home. Then after that, week eleven, the Broncos in Mile High. Then you have the Seahawks. Mm, they'll be decent. Then you have the Chargers again. Then the Rams, <laughs> week 14. Then the Patriots, week 15. The Steelers are always going to be good under Tomlin, week 16. Week 17, the San Francisco 49ers will be rolling by then. And then week 18 is the TBD. We don't know. I mean, what in the entire hell they said is uh, to be determined, What, whatever, whatever, but it's supposed to be the Kansas City Chiefs, week 18. They don't know what time yet. We're playing the Chiefs. You hear that schedule? We may only win three games next season. We may go three and 14. We'll be lucky to win six games next season. We probably, we'll probably be lucky to go six and 11. I'm telling you, murder is row. Murder is God big row, man. Pissed off, man. So we'll definitely be the worst team in the division next season. If we're, if we're man, I don't, I have no faith. I have no faith. Um, the other games to look out for, I already talked about week one. You have the Browns versus Buffalo Bills. But then if you look at, um, I'm sorry, that's, I think that's week 11. But uh, week four, Kansas City Chiefs versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's a big, good one to look out for. Uh, Cowboys versus the Rams. That's a good one for, I believe that's week one. And then uh, week six, Buffalo versus Kansas City will be a good one as well. It's a really good matchup coming on throughout the season. man. you got to look out for that. Like I said before, I am choosing. I am choosing the uh, Broncos to win it all. Stick it on that as my early pick, early, early, early pick. Going to MLB, <clears throat> we're a quarter of the way through the season, and who do you have as a power ranking? Right now, number one, the Yankees. Best team right now. Best team right now, they have um, 5-1 odds to win it all, right? Um, meanwhile, the starting rotation leads the American League with 2.9 ERA. They're the best team in football right now. Aaron Judge has put on some great, great stuff. He has 15 home runs this dude is doing big things that's a big 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 dude he could have easily played football number two my dodgers they had a four and a half uh, thing to win it all and i believe i'm sorry the yankees are five and a half the uh, dodgers are four and a half dodgers are kind of sloping off they kind of been playing 500 ball for a little bit but they're still um up there with the padres for national league west best they're still tied with the padres number three the Astros. <clears throat> eight to one odds to win it all the asterisks. They don't get too much love from me. But they did have um, uh, Justin Verlander. as 1.22 ERAs leading the rotation with the whole rotation doing 2.96 ERA. Um, that's pretty damn good. They're second best in the majors. Uh, number four, um, the Mets. I can't believe the Mets are doing this great, but the Mets have been balling, especially all last month. The Mets have been balling. I believe they have an 8-1 a to odds to win it all. Uh, the Brewers, number five. The Brewers, 10-1 odds to win it all. They've been doing pretty well, pretty consistent. Um, There's a best start through 40 games in franchise history right now, the Brewers. All right, so that is the top five power rankings in the MLB right now. Have you been watching? I plan on, as soon as my daughter's out of school, I plan on taking her to some games this season. This summer, we're going to games, man. I'm, I'm All I'm doing, selling cars, spending quality time with my daughter this summer. She's definitely um, going to... Uh, put her in some lessons she's gonna take summer school because she needs to sharpen up a few things but we're definitely catching some baseball games and we're definitely catching some sparks games we'll talk about the sparks in a little in a little bit actually you know what we're gonna talk about the sparks right now um, as it goes to the sparks um the seasons is moving along pretty shortly uh, something that came to my attention back in the 60s when the nba was still very very young um, there is only eight teams in the league, yet they still, yet and still they still play seventy-five games. Now, with the the WNBA is—they're not so fortunate. They're playing roughly about thirty games, and it's twelve teams. So there's more teams in the early stage of their uh, of their organizations or or, or the league. But they're playing far less games. I've already said they need to increase it to at least fifty games, or fifty-two games, or whatever to make it a nice even number. And they need to expand the league. I think they need to expand the league, um, do an expansion to move it to um, sixteen. They can do four more teams in the, but in order to do so they're going to need to increase the revenue shares and increase more revenue because you i don't see how you're going to get more players to come from like playing from the european leagues that's a, that's what we're going to do you got to grab women who are making absorbent amount of money in the euro league yeah some of them making a million dollars 1.2 million dollars over here they're making 200 000. so if they can get a, i think they can even get close to a million because you're in the states if you get to like eight hundred thousand, like top player making eight fifty eight hundred That's like four times or um, two and a half times. I'm sorry, that's like three times, three and a half times more than they're making now. So if you can at least do that in the next couple of seasons, you can expand the league and get four more teams in here and increase it to 50 games and have them staggering with the um, NBA. I think they should be playing um, alongside the NBA, just playing earlier games. I think they could totally do that, pull pull that off, play games earlier, like right when you get out, right when you get off of school. I I think they could do it, have games coming on at three o'clock. Eastern, which is 12, 12 p.m., you could totally do that. Um, I know you I wouldn't worry about people watching it right now. The way they're playing games, they're putting them on Facebook and, and Twitter and stuff like that. People can watch it from their phone. You have basketball all day. I think it'll be great. And the days you don't have basketball, because you usually have four games a week, right? So, basketball right now in the, in the regular season is usually played mainly on um, Tuesday, Thursday, um, some Wednesday. That's pretty much it. You, they don't play Sunday or Monday because of football. Um, they don't play Saturday early in the season because of college football. You can have female games. Uh, I shouldn't say female. You can have WNBA games on Saturday. People will show up to their arena. People who love basketball, right? It's not like they're packing it out now. So it's basketball season, right? They might have scheduling issues with events, but I'm telling you, they can get it done. There's ways to do it. Figure it out in the next couple of years. Hey, WNBA, holler at me. Call me up get it done for you. This week, um, we just had the Sparks and the um, Vegas Aces playing. Because right now, listen the thing, their season starts doing the NBA Finals. Like, why would anyone care to watch that when they have the NBA right there? Vegas tram- trampled all over my Sparks, 104-76. to 76. Uh, I don't see uh, Derek Fisher lasting much longer. Because um, <clears throat> this is one of the worst performances they had in a long time. And then tonight, you have the Dallas Wings versus the Connecticut Sun. And then Atlanta Dream versus the Washington Mystics and the Indiana Fever versus Chicago Sky, defending champions. And the New York Liberty versus the Minnesota Lynx. All playing tonight. None of them nationally televised. Check their local listings. Um, then Wednesday, you have the Phoenix Mercury versus the, my LX Sparks. Um, they're going to be on Prime Video, which is good. It's a streaming service. So I like that. It could do more like that. I'm telling you. You could put them on Twitch put them on Prime, you know, you can put them on Tubi. All these things are available to you. You can put them on these different platforms and project them out there. People can watch the games on their phone during the NBA season. It's not like people watch a lot of NBA games regular season. They're going to be, you're going to have all the casuals watching in the in, in the playoffs and you're going to start the WNBA season like that. And then when the finals are over, then you get in the heart of the WNBA season and the play them in the summertime is, is not good because during every four years, there's what Olympics in the summer. It's just, they got to put them during the same time as the NBA season stagger them and have their season finish early. Have their finals be before the NBA playoffs begin. It doesn't, You know what I'm saying? Like, start them, you know, a little late. Start the WNBA season around Christmas and have it showcased on Christmas or even Christmas Eve. Showcase the league that way. Have an intro that way. And they have their season shut down probably like, after the all-star break like you know all-star break right now is in end of february so then you have women's heritage month which is march so to right around april shut it down boom right around there i don't see why that couldn't happen the season should end around women's heritage Month. as the playoffs should start at the end of march and finish in the middle of april and you're done they can have their finals ar- around um passover passover weekend i mean it's just way of marketing because now you have all those different things come into play i think it should work out perfectly the way they do it now is like a disservice to them it's just not marketed properly all right so those are the games for the next few days um a lot of them now publicly trans- uh, whatever so saturday vegas versus chicago sky will be on abc at noon western time pacific time so that'll be the t- um nationally televised game watch that game the um the aces are a great team and we all know candace parker and the chicago sky are the defending champs go ahead and watch that um the fever and sparks will be on twitter on uh, Friday, Friday evening, when I feel like at that time we'll be watching what? Watching the Heat get kicked out of the playoffs by the Celtics. Why would you watch the Sparks versus Indiana Fever? Two bad teams right now on Twitter. It just doesn't make sense. Anyways, let me get off my soapbox about that. As we still talk about the WNBA, you have to mention that Brittany Griner has now been detained overseas in Russia for 96 days. Do the math on that, people. That is three months and a week. That's three months and a week. She's been detained, I feel, unjustly in Russia. Her wife will be speaking on Good Morning America tomorrow morning. Go ahead and check that out and see, get a little deeper feel and perspective on that. They're finally starting to get a lot of airways on this. United States has to step in, and I believe they will. I truly believe they will. <clears throat> All right. So um, before we get out of here, before we get out of here, um, I am going to try to I'm not not try. I'm going to make time on Netflix to watch my guest, which is a show by David Letterman. And this week he has on there. just the season came back and they have Will Smith. I want to see if this is the Will Smith after slap, post slap or uh, pre slap. Well, but either way, it's still that's still post post entanglement <laughs> so i definitely want to hear what has to um be said on there hopefully he divorces that woman and you know I, I had a crush on her forever but i believe she's a witch in disguise so um that's why her hair fell out um and it's neither here nor there so um that's that strong uh, stranger things will be coming back stranger things four, i believe this is supposed to be the last uh series or last part of stranger things and it comes out soon it should come out in the next couple of weeks from what i what i read and gathered um i also looking forward to probably winning um reading um uh, at least a hundred pages a week of a, of a book. Try to get some books knocked out. Most of these books that I have are between 400, 600 pages. So if I read 100 pages a week, I should be able to read a book a month. And that is the goal. And I'm gonna start to ha- try to hold myself accountable on that. So when I get back next week, um, we'll update you on the, um, you know, those different shows. If I watch them, I'm just headlighting you guys to watch Stranger Things. Um, that's coming up soon. And I'll let you know what book I did choose to read. All right. We had a great show this week. Look forward to seeing you all back next week. You've been listening to The Time Is Now. Have a good day. We do not own the rights to this music.
3: You. And there's a reason I wiped you, cause I never seen nothing like you So sweet, my team even like you There's no limit to the things that I might do And that's why you stay in the finest Everything major, never in the minors We dine on yachts, far from the diners I'm by your side, far from behind you And I ain't gotta buy cars to remind you Gas you up, put your heart in the grinder You don't know what you mean to me, girl Cause you more like a queen than me, and I just want you to cling to me Cause you came and you changed my scenery oh, It was just babe. like a dream to me That's what it seemed to be You need a oh, ring, it's not a thing baby. to me Cause I, I like The things you do to me I
0: like, I like. It brings out ecstasy I like. I like. You really do
3: the men. rocks is in hand, so let them know, girl, you got a man. Even though you know I got a lot of fans, see me in the club with them bottles in my hand. Models on the side trying to holler if they can, get a nigga home, try to swallow if they can. But you know they can't holler at your man, I'm focused, so they can't bother with our plans. White sand, we done did that. London did that. San Pay, we done did that. Went to Sydney and drop though. Trips to Morocco, Paris, Pop Mo. we did that. So ain't nothing else left to do but spend the rest of my life in Testing you I know them haters be testing you, but don't let nobody stress you. Boo. You know they like that. I lie. I lie. The things you do to me, I like. It
0: brings out a You really I
3: turn It might sound crazy, ma. It's time to get our baby oh, on. Baby it's time to get a life together. Cause you gon' be my wife forever. Cause I made it my mind. It's crazy at times, the visions of you and the baby of mine. Oh, With half the hassle. Living in half a castle. There's no way that oh, I can pass oh, you. I'm less to have you. Pain that I love than last through. And nothing in the world surpass you have to ask you, please be my only girl. I can't breathe in this lonely world, cause I'm often hounded, constantly surrounded by chicks that think Loon is astounding. But without you, my loon won't be grounded. Loon will be running around clowning. I like, I like the things you do things to me. To me. I like, I it, brings
0: out it ecstasy. I like, I like.
2: We don't know why the murderer is alive tonight. The police
1: had every legal right to shoot him on site with a gun in his hand when they cornered him in the store, but they talked him into dropping his gun to the floor and then they arrested him. One of those police officers had been on the street with the unarmed 18-year-old Michael Brown in Ferguson, Missouri. Maybe Michael Brown would be alive tonight. For some reason, unarmed black teenagers and men seem more likely to be shot and killed by police than
2: white supremacist teenage mass murderers with guns in their hands.
4: Today on Parking Lot Pimping. How does an active shooter make it out alive? Niggas die for less, 10 shots in the back, four running, shot to death if anybody even thinks they have a weapon. So how sway are mass murderers making out of the door, much less the trial? Come on, somebody, like replace? You niggas are literally being preserved and it's the worst of y'all. The boy said he was exposed to this theory on a website called 4chan in the midst of his pandemic boredom in 2020. It only took two years for this boy to be indoctrinated into the trench coat mafia. And I'm using the word boy intentionally here because y'all love to infantilize white youths and make it seem like they're incapable of making making bad decisions, that they deserve chances to be good men when white boys have historically demonstrated capability of insidiously malevolent behavior directly resulting from a combination of indoctrination, a childlike imagination, and little to no experiences with facing the consequences of their actions. The white genocide theory claims non-white individuals are being brought into the United States and other western countries to replace white voters to achieve a political agenda. And I just love how they like to deduce staying alive and basic human rights to political agendas.
1: And another week goes by. Welcome everybody to my soapbox as I sit here and I go and I talk from the top of the dome on things that are just in my mind at that moment. So just get a peek into my soul. Um, I'm still sitting here reflecting back on the tragedy that happened in Buffalo. Um, you know we have mass shootings in this country all the time because of our uh, very flexible gun laws. Um I too am a um arms carrier. I carry a gun because so many other people carry a gun, like this gentleman. Um, I, I'm not ashamed to say that I will carry even in a non-carry state I have things that I can have that can keep it around my waist and you will never know especially if I'm wearing baggy clothes but I digress um, this man walked around this young man walked around with headgear and stuff like that and I'm just still perplexed how he's able to purchase such things when they said that um, he was admitted only for a day and a half by the way uh, where even myself was admitted for 72 hours and I was not a uh danger to anyone else besides myself Uh, i find it interesting um how that could be and then with our i guess you would say flexible policies he's still able to obtain these things just with that little thing on his record especially with it was within a year less than a year how should he be able to obtain it i remember me just being in there for 72 hours based upon my own situation i was unable to purchase anything for five years had a restriction. And if I uh, avoided that restriction, I could have been in prison for 10 years. So how was this able to happen where he was able to slide through the cracks? Was it because of his age? Was it sealed? Because I think at the time he was 17, I, I, I'm not sure. But when I sit here, um, we spoke about him so much, I just can't help to think about the victims and who are not spoken about enough. But when I sat here and looked through the names of the victims, the thing that stood out to me was their age her age, are the elderly, black elderly, like Ruth Whitfield, who was 86, she was just returning home from visiting her husband in a nursing home, mm, mm, mm. that was her daily ritual. So now her husband, who was getting aid in the nursing home, because she was not able to do that herself, she was just too old to take care of her, her husband. My mother goes through something similar as she's reaching her 70s. My father just had his 70th birthday. So I'm thinking about, could this been my mother going through her ritual and just been killed just like that? <clears throat> what about, um, there was Aaron Salter, lieutenant, who's 55, retired. He's the one who was shooting back. How about Hayward Patterson, 67, around my mom's age. He was killed. He was a deacon at a church. Mm, mm, mm. Pearl Young, 77. She was an Alabama native, spent her final years of her life teaching children at substitute teaching in Buffalo School District. Substitute teacher. She loved her students and they loved her back. She was retired and still wanted to give back and take care of children. Geraldine Talley, 62. I believe she was there with her fiancé. She sent him down a different aisle and he lived. Oh, my God. And then you have uh, Celestine Chaney, 65. She was a mother and a grandmother of six. She was shopping with her older sister, Joanne Daniels. She was shot, but she lived. But her sister... Celestine Shaney was not so lucky, not so fortunate. Catherine Massey, 72. She was a civil rights activist who worked tirelessly to improve Buffalo's black community. So are our leaders. She was unapologetic about making sure our community was not ignored is what she stated. <clears throat> That's what a friend stated on her behalf. Gone too soon. Margus Morrison, 52. He was a great father and a wonderful person, they say. He was always willing to help his family, his stepdaughter, so forth and so on. And you had Andre McNeil, 53, from Auburn, New York. There's another person who was um, closer to my age. <clears throat> See, all these people over the age of 50, all senior citizens or nearly senior citizens, all of the retired age group. There's one person in my age group that was Roberta Drury, who was 32. She was regular at tops, was a vibrant, outgoing woman who could talk to anyone. One of those outgoing spirits. All these 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 people, gone too soon. Because of what? <clears throat> because of this hate. And all I can think about, once again, is my father and my mother. My father just turned 70 this past week. He had a tough go about it. We're, we're approaching how many years? I think he's passed 14 years with his illness that he's had. And this past week or so, but it got pretty close. I had to rush him to the emergency room. He almost didn't make it. Based upon things that were happening, he was behind on his treatment. And he still has his nagging cough that won't go away, but my my father's been in depression lately, and just to see here and to hear how we're still fortunate to have him and had all his kids around him and all his grandkids around him, that's great. It just makes me appreciate life. And I still just can't understand why someone would be so cowardly to go ahead and take all these other lives just because of the color of their skin. He was willing to plan this out for months, drive over 200 miles just to kill black people. Then he killed the elderly. I don't know, man. And then I'm still stuck on how he was able to walk out unscathed. He didn't even have a scratch on his body. How does that happen? Unless you know you're in a society that favors you. They didn't feel threatened by him. He just killed 10 people and injured three others. The police did not feel threatened at all. And yet they're threatened by a black man running away unarmed. You see the programming that's upon us? And this is the thing. Is it fear or is it because we're not looked at as human? Are we inhumanized? Or are we just here still to entertain? Because the way we get paid in this country is still in some form of entertainment, rather rapping for you, playing a sport, throwing a ball, to where they say, just shut up and dribble. Still, just shut up and dribble. We don't care about you, your well-being. We make sure your your communities are still under underfunded. <clears throat> like, I, like I said on another show before, in these athletic leagues, especially the NBA and NFL, they have uh, revenue sharing a, a concept where all the teams, no matter how poverty or, or rich one is, they all share revenue. You have some ways of making your own individualized money, whereas through um, your own TV marketing and stuff like that. But when it comes to ticket sales and things of that nature, Uh, um, even even jersey sales stuff like that is all shared by the nba you put it all into one pot and everyone gets equal value but the same thing's not done with our school system the same thing's not done with our with our um, recreational system how we take care of our parks how we take care of our streets and stuff like that we don't put the same efforts into making sure that each community has um our police the same those impoverished areas have more police and you say oh that's a good thing no it's not because. The statistics will show the more police you have an area the higher probability of something's going to go wrong like i could drive down a highway at a normal speed of 75 miles per hour with a legal limit 65 they could still pull me over if i'm going with the flow of traffic am i really committing a true crime so by just having those traffic pits on the chp just having a guy sitting there legally he could pull me over give me a ticket but am i really truly committing a crime there's other things that go around all the time that you could just choose to look the other way. It, to me, if someone's not doing a serious crime where you're actually harming someone else, well, you could prevent that too. And then also too, my other thing, how many times do police officers actually prevent crime? Think about that. I'd rather have crime prevention versus someone just coming to chase someone down and do those uh, speed chases and shooting down and shooting a whole neighborhood. I want to have a community where I can feel at peace. I want to be in a community where I can feel safe. The way we start by doing that is making sure that we have programs in place, safe neighborhoods, drink good drinking water, good facilities, places where we can actually have food, having jobs that are obtainable. It all starts with just funneling the money to make sure everyone has the same opportunities as everyone else. That's all. That's all we all want, provide for our families. People don't become criminals just to have fun. They become criminals because they are trying to find their best way to survive. What are we gonna do about changing the system? What are we gonna do about making sure that we see the warning signs for these people who have sick minds? What are we gonna do about changing the way we look at each other and looking and get rid of this thing called racism? It has a lot to do about us not living in the same communities because of the ignorance and not knowing the other people over here are just like you we all want the same things we all want to win no one's trying to replace anyone we're all trying to get to the same things in life there should be no power dynamic to begin with there shouldn't be no oh uh, we're losing our place in society what is this supremacy of life that your life has to be better than anyone else's next to you That is the problem. That is the root of the evil. Not just the money, but what the money gives you and what the things that are set in place in all of capitalism to begin with. I could go on and on about this, but I won't this week. I'll spare you. Thank y'all for listening. Until next time.
0: You can win as long
4: as you keep your hair to the sky. Be
1: optimistic. Mm-hmm. But that's it this week, guys. Thank you all for rocking me once again. Another fun show. Another great week. I appreciate you all for rocking me once again. Amen. Amen. Um, the music choice this week was Things You Do by Loon. Go ahead and give that a bunch of spins. That's a timeless tune. Way back in the bad boy days, man. I know y'all can dig it. That was a good show. Remember, if you like the show, of course, like it. And, of course, of course, share. And, of course, of course, subscribe. Now it's time for our final word. Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters, and you will have no money. Come, buy, and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen. Listen to me and eat what is good, and you will delight in the richest of fare. Give ear and come to me; listen, that you may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you, my faithful love, promised to David. Surely you will summon nations you know not, and nations you do not know will come running to you because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for the He has endowed you with splendor. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he he is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on them and to our God, for he will freely pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth. So are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it but and floor so that it yields seed for the sower and the bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Isaiah 55, 5 through 11. Remember, spread love, share love, embrace love, for God is love. Until next time, peace.